0: You're listening to Connection Church's podcast. Wow. What that awesome VBS was. It, it was? it was a great time this week. I just want to say a personal thank you to all the parents that brought your kids, all those that asked people to come, everyone that helped, and our staff, Ms. Olivia and Nina, y'all do such a great job. Y'all don't got me crying this morning, but it's great. Over 275 kids. Got to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Caesar Planet, Hallelujah, brother. That's right. And and take a look at this. I think there's 1,500, they counted it, 1,545 items that the kids brought. Listen you go to talking about stuff you need, and you tell a kid, they're going to make mom and daddy go get it. And and, and that's good. This is is just going to be a blessing to so many. And once again, we thank you for that. I had a chance to, to, uh, to teach, to, to share with the kids on Friday night, the last night. And um, it's been a tough week for me. I've been, I've been battling, been battling with what, what we're going to uh, preach about today. But um, well, one of the questions I had for the kids was, you know, what what are, what are some things that distract you from Jesus, from, from you being able to see when Jesus comes? And, you know, that boy, they, I mean, them hands that go up now. And, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of them was, you know, iPads. Um, computers, spending too much time with my friends in the wrong way and stuff like that. And those things are great. And, and it's true. And, and we parents can learn from that, but it's one little boy. I mean, he, poof. in the last group that I taught and he, boy, I mean, it was, it was hurting him. Now he, he had to say it. I said, what you got, buddy? He said, rattlesnake. <laughs> I said, man, I tell you what, you know, I believe if I saw a rattlesnake, it would, uh, distract me from Jesus. But you know, as I was going home, God hit me with this. And it's what I was battling with all week. This little kid, he doesn't know it, but he spoke to me. And God used him to speak to me. And we're going to talk about that that rattlesnake, the serpent, the devil, Satan, has been on me all week long. On the very thing that we're going to preach about this morning in the Build the Last series is I Matter. Any of y'all struggle with that? You know, I, I know I have for many years of my life. You know, so, you know, what does what it really matter? You know, we're only going to be here like guys. We're going to be here, what, 75 years, I think, is average, and ladies a little over 80. And the reason is that because they run us all crazy and going to, you know, make us die young. But, uh, but anyway, um, it, it, it is. And, and I came to the conclusion early in my life at, at age 17 is that, you know, it, it really didn't matter. It just, it, it didn't. And due to that decision at that that young age, things started started happening in my life. You know, it it opened up the door of selfishness. Like I wasn't a little bit selfish as a kid anyway, but you know, it just helped manifest that stuff. Uh, Insecurity, y'all, in my life just became overpowering with me. And then also a sense of false pride. Listen, when you mix pride and insecurity together, that's an atom bomb. That's an atom bomb that that, that the devil uses to to mess with your life. And due to that, that led me to some wrong choices. Many of y'all have heard heard my testimony, mine and Jennifer's testimony. I was a drunk and a dope addict and also at times an abuser. I I was a very abusive guy through the drugs and the effects of it. That's what Satan wants to do. But this week, that's what he's been telling me all week. You know, I get up and and, and I come to work and and I come to walk in this church. I've been here a little over a year now uh, on staff and most every day I come in that door. The devil says, you don't belong here. This week he's been telling me, don't nobody want you up there on that stage. Don't nobody want to listen to you. He's a liar. That's right, G.A., he is. He is a liar. But you know what? My son, another little kid spoke to me. During this frustration, I was working on my sermon and, and Liam, my youngest, he comes and sits down. He's got a water bottle and he just starts clicking it and drinking a little bit. And he goes, how's your sermon coming? And I said, well, be honest with you, buddy. I, I don't know why he came to do that, but you know, I said, be honest with you, I'm, I'm having some trouble. I said, I can't seem to get, get things down and, and uh, it, it's, it's kind of frustrating. He goes, hmm, well, just look on the bright side, Daddy. You could still be drinking vodka. <laughs> so, and but really, <laughs> kids are great, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. But it, it's the truth, and that spoke to me too. I got one kid talking about a rattlesnake, the serpent, and then I got other ones. God used to remind me, look where God's brought me from. Praise God! I'm not who I used to be. I know I'm not perfect, but I know this: I may not be the best theologian in I may not always do everything right, but I know the most important thing that a preacher needs, and that's a close relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we all need, and that's my prayer for y'all today is that we'll find that because God's wanting to speak to you. Whether you realize it or not, you're not here by accident. God has brought us together today. He has got a word for you, and if we will prepare our hearts, just take a moment. I'm fixing to pray, and I want you to prepare your heart because, listen, Let's just, let's put the world on hold. Let's don't worry about that I got to go catch three pigs after the service for my son. Let's don't worry about where we're going to eat. Let's don't worry about things like that. Let's just take a moment and put the world on hold. And you say, well, we can't do that. Well, listen here, we've been putting Jesus on hold most of our lives, haven't we? And this morning, I say we do the opposite. God's got a word this morning. He's wanting to speak to you. I feel that strongly. It's been lifted off. Me and the devil had it out about 4.30 this morning. He has been rebuked. I know who's more powerful than him, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, I got off on a tangent, but hey, let's get going. I'm gonna pray, and we'll get going. We're gonna talk about our matter, and our text today is gonna be in First uh, Peter chapter 2, verses one through 10. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, thank you. Thank you right now, dear God. Thank you for the victory that is yours. Dear Lord, thank you for everyone you've brought here this morning, dear God. Dear God, I thank you for the revelation that you gave me through two kids, dear Lord. You say in your word, dear Lord, do not hinder the children from coming to me. And dear Lord, I thank you for VBS this week. I thank you for that happening, that the children weren't hindered, dear Lord, that they have heard your gospel, dear Lord. And we just pray that the seeds you have planted, dear Lord, just grow and sprout and they become great followers and believers in you. Dear Lord, I pray for this congregation. I pray, Lord, we need you. Dear Lord, that's the most important thing. We need you. Dear Lord, speak to our hearts. Let us receive your truths this morning. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I had an uncle. His name was Vaughn. My uncle Vaughn. I love that man to death. Every Sunday after church when I was little, that was the place to be was at Uncle Vaughn's house. Now, let me tell you about Uncle Vaughn. Uncle Vaughn, he wasn't, he wasn't a real wealthy man. He had a house. To be honest with you, he had concrete floors in it. Wasn't no carpet. And, uh, but there were several things that Uncle Vaughn loved. And I just, I'm going to be honest with you. He loved old Milwaukee. He loved him a cold beer. He loved gospel music. When you let Vestal Goodman sing Gula Land, he'd go to squalling like I probably will in a little bit now. And y'all probably don't even know who that is. But anyway, she, she could sing it now. So um, he also liked boiled peanuts. And he loved NASCAR. It was Winston Cup back then. It wasn't next It was Winston Cup. But the one thing above all that is my Uncle Vaughn loved youngins. All right, now if any of y'all ain't from South Georgia, a youngin' is a child, children, okay? I just want want us to be clear on that, but he did. He loved youngins, and we loved him, and we loved being with him because he was gonna spend time with us. Man, he'd play baseball and football and all kind of games, and he could trick you into doing things just make you have the best time and promise you he was gonna pay you a quarter for doing something, then he wouldn't do it. But he was a great guy. He really was. And... There's only a, about two days out of the year that he would not, two Sundays, that he wouldn't play with us. And that was when, the back then, the Daytona 500 came on, or either Talladega. That was one of the two races that came on. Now, my Uncle Von, he lived out in the country. We had antennas. I don't know if y'all younger folks know what that is, but it's what you used to have to hook a TV to to be able to, for, for, for you be able to watch the program. And uh, he didn't have one of the things, the roller thing that, that turned to um, antenna automatically, he had to go out there by hand. So he was trying to turn the antenna to get it tuned in where he could watch the race. It wouldn't turn, it had froze up. So he said, come here, Bo That's what he called me, Bo He had nicknames for all of them. He had Cricket, June, Bug, Boy, Brian, Hop, Sing, Charlie, King. that was none of our names. I asked him, why you call us that? He said, "Guess who you are to me. Okay. He said, come here, Bo get on my shoulder. So he picks me up and throws me on top of the house. Junebug, come here, that was little Vaughn, Vaughn Jr. He picks him up, throws him up there. He said, y'all work with this antenna. So here we are, I mean, I'm like nine years old on top of a house with my cousin. And the antenna's hanging off about a foot, so we're reaching out there, and you know, we're trying to turn it, and he'd go inside, and he had the window up, and he'd holler, oh, oh wait, wait, yep, no, move it back. Wait, just, hold, yep, yeah, right there, right there, right there, hold on, right there, right there. We turn it loose, no, 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 no. Get it again. But what it was, there was something through our bodies that when we touched that antenna, it would make the TV clear. So he told us to stay out there. <laughs> now it's July. That's when Talladega used to run was in July. So I'm up there, I got on my little tough skin jeans, no shirt on, and I done kind of pulled them down and got them wrapped around my feet because we was barefooted. And got them you know, wrapped around the heels because boy, them shingles was getting hot. And so we're doing that, and we both get to doing that, me and my cousin Vaughn. And He's going, y'all be still, be still. Darrell Waltrip's in the lead. Look out, here comes Earnhardt. He was giving us the play-by-play. And finally, we couldn't take it no more. He said, hold on just a minute. He runs out in the yard. He grabs a hose pipe, picks the hose pipe up, lifts it up around the house, and he Here, y'all hold on to this and just run it on your feet. There ain't but 25 laps left. You know? So that's, that's how I grew up, y'all. And... But the point of the story is, is, is the clarity of that. Uncle Vaughn needed, needed that TV to be clear. And we know that God's that antenna for us, right? And he knows he, 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 wants to, he wants to reach through us and use his power through us to help make it clear to other people. And that's one thing I want us to remember this morning through this because you do matter. We do matter. We're going to, uh, let's go to our, our scripture. It's, um, it's in 1 Peter, it's chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. We'll get started. It says, so put away all malice and all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and slander. That's what we were talking about this morning. We were preparing our hearts, preparing our hearts for him. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk. Dear God, please speak to us. Speak to us, God. Give us that. Give us that milk. Let us long for it. That by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Have you tasted that the Lord is good in your life? Say amen, somebody. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those of you who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone stumbling and a rocket of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race. Listen, people, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous life. Like, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had to be, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Now, us as believers, us as Christians, when I read that, when I read this word, I know it's true, right? I knew it was true when I was 15 years old when I got saved. But why is it that if we believe it, and God says it, why don't we just do it? Why is it that I went through 26 years of drunkenness, drug abuse, and being an idiot? Why did I have to do that when I knew it was true? And what, when that little boy said rattlesnake, that just really hit home of what has been happening to me this week. Me, that rattlesnake represents that serpent, represents that serpent that has started this lie And he continues to do this lie to us. And we, even though we're believers, sometimes we continue to fall for his lie. We got to learn to recognize his schemes. He's doing the same stuff he's done forever. He ain't doing nothing new. He's the master deceiver. We know that. We know that. And he can slip up on you. But we need to be aware of that. So let's go back in Genesis. It's going to be chapter 3, verses, I think, 1 through 5. And let's just take a look. Genesis is easy to find for me because it's the first book in the Bible. That's about the only one where I really know the location is. Now the serpent, the Satan, the devil, was more crafty was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. What he's just telling us right here he, he he's he's uh he's pretty he's pretty slick. He is. He sure he is. And he tried to flip my page, but we ain't going there. Get away from me, David, Satan. Of all the other beasts of the field, the Lord God has made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? That's what Satan likes to do, right? He comes in, he ain't gonna hit, he ain't gonna hit you right off. He's gonna come in and propose something to you. He's gonna propose, propose that question. And he said, you know, shall you not eat of any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, But, let's see. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden. Neither say you touch it, lest you die. She already knew the answer, right? That truth. She already knew it. She already knew the truth. And she gave, she gave Satan the correct answer. But what what does he do? He says, but the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. You will be like God knowing good and evil. That's, listen, that's Satan's whole plan. That's what caused him his downfall. And he's presenting it to the you in here is not just Eve, it's plural. I looked it up in that Greek and Hebrew stuff. It's plural. Uh, it's plural. That means he was talking to both of them. And, but, but, but what this is telling me is, you know, is this, that's, that's what it is. I mean, think about, you know, w- w- what is Satan? You know, what is the devil? He wasn't always that way. Do y'all realize that? Once he was Lucifer. He was a high cherub angel in heaven. You know, he had access to God's throne. He was, God made him Lucifer to worship him. He was the head of worship in heaven of doing some studying and stuff on this. He was the morning light. Listen, this dude was good looking. It says he was full of wisdom. He was smart. He was given a high position to worship God. But then as his word says, and I think it's in Isaiah or either Ezekiel, that he found iniquity in his heart. He took his eyes off of God and put his eyes on his own self. He wanted to be God. That is his goal. He wants to be God. And he'll promise you anything in the world, but he still wants to destroy you. Still wants to destroy you. We got to know who Satan is. We got to know he's real. A lot of people say, you know, Christians even, it's it's not really real. It's, It's just symbolic. It's symbolic of the evil in the world. No, it ain't. Jesus said in Luke, he said, I saw him fall from heaven when God kicked him out, didn't he? That's what he did. In Job, him and God are having a conversation. He says, what? God says, what are you doing? He said, I'm walking to and fro. I'm paraphrasing. I'm walking to and fro. He's trying to find somebody to, to devour. That, that's what he was up to. That's what Satan was up to. He's real. He's real. Don't think for one minute he ain't. And he's slick. And he comes in. I mean, he can hide. You don't think he's right in here somewhere? Some, somebody brought him in here with him. Somebody he's messing with right now. Somebody's just told that guy up there on that stage needs to shut up. Where's Brandon now? I'd really rather leave to hear him. That is coming from the devil. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, if you're that person, I forgive you. <laughs> so, but, but we do. We, we, need, we really need to realize what, what, what he's doing and what he's doing. Be, 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 be alert. So stay on, stay on alert from it. Because I'm going I'm to tell you something. I, I feel like that that's one of the number one reasons that we don't feel like we matter. And that's because through him and his slyness, we don't really know what matters. You know, we, we don't know who we are. You know, we, we, don't, we don't know as, even as we're saved. We don't know truly. Sometimes I wonder, do we really truly know what's happened to us when we become believers? Do we? And we don't know what our purpose is. We don't. But in these verses, we're going to find out. So I'm going to read it again. So I'm going to read, uh, this is 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. I'm going to read it again. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God. Now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. One thing I like, I love John 10 10 when it when it says that, you know, it says that that you know the devil he comes, the thief only comes to kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I came that you may have life, and you may have life abundantly. Isn't that awesome? Amen. That we know that even though there is a thief out there, there's one that's got him. He's got it. listen, he's on the losing team. When y'all was little, did y'all want to get picked on the losing team? Did you want to play for the losing team? So why isn't we playing with him? Why is it we even letting him get a little foothold in our homes, in our marriages, in our workplace, anywhere? Why do we do it? We got to stay true to what God's word says. We've got to stay in the word and, and keep that going on. He's already defeated. He is, he is already defeated. Another reason I feel that uh, we, we, don't feel like, uh, we don't feel like we matter. And this one's, uh, th- th- this one's strong on, strong on me is, is what others have done to us. You know, and it's, there's a lot, there's so much, so much bad things that go on in this world, but Satan used the simplest of things. Look, look, I'll give you one example. And I love school teachers and please don't take me wrong, but I had a school teacher when I was a very young man. So I'm left-handed. And she told me, she said, out of my 29, all my 29 years of teaching, I've never seen penmanship as bad as yours. Well, I always wanted to win a world record, but I didn't necessarily wanted it to be that, you know? That hurt me, that, that, that hurt this little guy, you know? And it wasn't just that, it, it was other things. It's, you know, kids can be, ooh, brutal, brutal. Young boys, you know, we're in that pecking order and. And, we, you know, we, we try to do things and then we say things like you play ball like a girl and stuff like that, you know, and all. But we do. We, we're just, that's our nature and, and, and that's what we do. And, but it hurt. It hurt me. And, you know, and then I hear, well, you just got to suck it up and go. Just got to suck it up and go. You can't let that bother you. Well, I'm sorry, but it did bother me. Then it's just a little thing. That manifested with several other things. Hearing that, you know what, you ain't never going to mountain to Anybody ever heard that in their life? Zach, words of somebody one time was, you know what, I believe you are a bastard bound for Reevesville State Prison. As a teenager, that's what I heard. I was on that path, but, but, but that's what I heard. So things that people do to us do, do affect us, even the smallest things, they do hurt, they, they do hurt. Another reason that I feel that we feel like we don't matter, and this one is definitely on me too, is things that we do to others, things that we have done. Man, I think about the many times I was on the other end of, of the picking. You know, as a young man, I, I, I think about, you know, being on the being on the drugs and, and and being on the alcohol and and just a pure, just a pure hell. I caused my wife and family, and that's what Satan wants to do. See, Satan is not. The word is, uh, y'all, I'm country. It's it's omni-something. I'm going to say omnipresent. He can't be everywhere at at once. He's got his demons, his little minions, but he cannot be everywhere at once and he cannot affect everyone at once. But what he likes to do is he likes to start with one. I'm going to start with the head of the household. That's what he did in my family. He started with me. And I was fooled and I took it. It was still my choice. Satan can only offer y'all, I accepted the offer. And I started drinking, drugging, and all that. But what'd it do, did it just affect me? I said, I ain't hurting nobody, I'm just drinking, I'm just, i ain't doing, it ain't affecting nobody else in the world. Yeah, it was, it affected my wife, it affected my kids, it affected my families, it affected some of my friends, because of the way I was acting toward them. So there we go, Satan got one, and he thought he had him a, 25, a one to 25 deal, right? That's how it works, that's how it works. Our actions do affect others. It it does affect others. But praise God. That Jesus can save you from it. July the 2nd, coming up. It'll be six years. Six years through the day that I hit my knees in my driveway and I said, God... Would you please, I ain't asking you to bring my wife and my youngest back. My life is a total wreck. I don't know what to do. I don't like me. Would you please just change me, God? Would you please? Change me. Y'all, his grace and his mercy, his love, his forgiveness come shining down on me like I'd never seen it before. When I was 15, I saw a chalk talk and I saw Jesus and it became real. But in my driveway, I saw the cross, I saw the blood, and I saw what Jesus Christ can do in a life. He can heal anything. He will heal anything. He wants you to know that and he wants you to know it today. He loves you. There's no power. There's no pit of hell you can be in that he cannot pull you out of. I'm telling you, I know it. Excuse me. i get a little excited, but it's the truth, y'all. It's the truth. And I want, my heart is this. If anybody ain't saved in here today, my heart is that God touches you. I can't save you, but God can, and then he does, because I want to see everybody. I want to see every one of us in heaven glorifying his name. <laughs> okay. another reason we don't think we matter is cause sometimes I wonder if we want to matter mm. some of us don't some of us just want to stay kind of hidden right we want to stay low key other of us think that you know well I think I do matter but I don't matter as much as that next guy over there but we do And then there's, we don't want to matter because we just want to be believers. That's that's good enough for us. We want to come on Sunday. We, We just want to sit and consume. Let me ask you, do you want to be a believer or do you want to be a disciple? Do you want to be a disciple? Do you want to be a follower of him? Is that what you're looking for when you come here? Do you want to go out and share that prayer? That great gospel with somebody, that's part of our purpose. That is what he is wanting us to do. I want us to look in James. James chapter 1, this is verse 22 through 24. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. Mm. The truth, the truth is here. The truth's in his word. He tells us. We believe. We know it's the truth. But yet when we walk out of here, when we walk away from the mirror, what do we do? We forget all about it. We turn our heads and we keep wanting to walk our own way. We keep wanting to walk our own way. And it's my prayer that that, that God, he'll convict our hearts. Mine too. Mine too. I'm preaching to me. That God will touch our hearts that, that we get back to him. That we have that constant communion that he offers through the salvation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read 2, 9, and 10 one more time. We've been reading it for four weeks. I'm going to read it one more time. though. Let's just go 9 and 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, that you, might, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Listen, when a person believes in Jesus Christ, you are immediately implanted in your heart his heart a new life he gives us he gives us several things he gives us a he he says that we're a new race right and and, and what that means is that you know he's uh he's making all things new god he says that he, he creates in us newness right we become a new creature, we become a new man. Romans 12 two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's what he does. He gives us a new mind. That means we matter. If we didn't matter, he wouldn't give us these things. He gives us a new mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. He makes us a new creature. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. When I think about that verse, it's, it's, it's awesome. It is, it is awesome for me. Like I told you tonight, in my driveway, that's, that's what he took and he, he in me. He gave me a spirit. He, he, he gave me a want to. He gave me a desire. He gave me a desire for him. And when we receive that Holy Spirit upon that, he uses it to do great things. We, I mean, we, act, we have the spirit of God in us. That matters. That matters. It also says in this verse that, that we become a royal priesthood. This is a great message. It's a great message, royalty. My wife, she, she loves she loves the, the British thing, the princess. I, can't, I don't even know her name, Kate, is or something like that? But uh, she, she does. And, and I'll be honest with y'all. We went on, when we went on the mission trip, we were on British Airways. I just got to tell this. Those stewardess, listen here, they are prim and they are proper and they got their bun on and their little hat and, and they, they do their job. I mean, they, I mean, they, they two to T. So I'm sitting in my plane seat, got it all rear back and the, and the stewardess comes up to me and I'm, <clears throat> here we go, this ain't gonna work. I'm a it, but I'm gonna try it. Excuse me, sir, but if you don't mind, will you please put your seat up? If we were to have an accident, we wouldn't want you to get hurt. And I just looked at it and I said, I will jump out of this plane at 50,000 feet if you want me to, if you'll keep talking to me. I mean, it's just, it, I mean, it was awesome. I just, I love that accent. It was, it was great. So, but anyway, we are, we are, we're a royal priesthood. We are, listen, listen. We're, yes, we're servants of Christ. We, we know that. But we're in the king of kings family. The king of king and the Lord of lords. That's who we belong to. We're his possession. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, and then I'm gonna share something else with you. I just gotta get a minute. For through though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war According to the flesh, for the weapons of our war- warfare are not the flesh, but have the divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments of every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That's what Christ wants us to do—to take what He gives us, and just even even when it comes into our minds, take it t- take it captive before it turns into something bad or or, or whatever. But there's who, boy. I'm a man's man. I like hunting. I like fishing. I like all the things men like to do. I feel like part of my, my gift and my calling is, 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 is for, uh, for, for alcoholics, for, for addicts, um, and, and men and the issues that men struggle with. But recently, recently over the last month and a half, two months, God has put three ladies in my life that have shared with me some of their struggles, some of their struggles of, of, of growing up, so, some things that, you know, it's, wow, I can't, you know, can this, can this happen, you know, and, um, and, and it's touched me and, and it really got me, it really got me stirring because I was already, something was going on in my life and I'd wanted to talk about it, but I just kind of let it fall back. Um, I got my wife's permission. I'm going I'm to share a story. And uh, my wife has struggled with how she feels she looks. My wife's the most beautiful woman in the whole wide world. But due to the things like I was talking about earlier, her childhood. And she wore little glasses and. Her eyes weren't quite as strong as others, you know. And, and people said things to her and it hurt her. And growing up, the picking just kept on and kept on. But, but she blossomed and, and she's such a beautiful woman. But I go in our bedroom, it was about six months ago. And, and let me tell y'all about my wife. When, when she's getting ready, she likes to sit on the, on the bathroom cabinet. And she puts her feet in the sink. I don't know how she does it. If I got up there, I couldn't get down. But she does. And, and so that gets her real close to the mirror. Real close. And the closer you get to something, sometimes the more you want to look, you know? And so she starts picking out these little imperfections about herself, you know? And as I come into our bedroom, I was going to get something out of the closet or something, and she didn't know I was in there. And I heard her say, I'm ugly. And I just stopped. And a few seconds later, I heard her God, why does it have to look like that? I'm ugly. And through that, it broke my heart. It broke my heart too because maybe I sometimes during all my drunkenness and all my rage and all my stuff, maybe I said something that I shouldn't. And it it just broke my heart because it's a lie. It's a lie what these other two ladies had shared with me. It's a lie from the devil things that people have done to them, things that people have said to them. It's a lie, ladies. And I want y'all to know something. You may not win Miss America, you may not win Miss Universe, but each and every one of y'all are Miss Heaven. Y'all are Miss Heaven because you are daughters of the Most High God, a loving King, a loving Savior. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He don't make no mistakes. He does not make any mistakes. You're precious. You're more precious than all the gold and all the silver. Stop believing that lie. Stop believing that lie. Guys, we can do our part too. A better job at encouraging Will you tell your wife how beautiful she is? I know I do Jennifer. And I know sometimes it doesn't connect. Sometimes I just want to put her in my lap. And say, honey, you're beautiful and I love you. But you know what? I know there's some things that I can't do. But I know when she gets up in Jesus' lap, all things are made new and all things are healed. And I want that for each and every one of y'all. Each and every one of you. God can do it. God can do it can do it. God says that we are a holy nation. God is building a gathering of believers. A gathering of believers that should stand up, should stand up for him and his excellencies. What are those? Peace, love, kindness, joy, patience, goodness, fruits of the spirit, that's part of God's excellency. Plus that he's the king of kings, the Lord of the Lord. He's the great I am. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Everything that he does, Wants is going to happen. And it's going to come to pass. It don't matter what that devil thinks he's trying to do. He's going to be in a pit of hell. He's going to be in a pit of hell. We are God's possession, these verses say. When you have something in your possession, isn't it, isn't it, doesn't it have a worth? Huh? Yes, it has worth, it has value. It also means that I know when God's got me, he promises to never leave me or forsake me. Does he? Never. That gives me security. That gives me hope. That gives me the truth in my heart to know that I matter. Redneck, country boy, old dope smoking, drunk bo, is now up on the stage proclaiming the love of Christ because not cause of me, but because of what he can do through me and because that's how great he is. That's how great God is that he will equip the unequip and that's what he wants to do for each and every one of us. That's what he's talking about here. You know, when, when he says that, um, that so we, we proclaim it and, and, uh, and, and he's called us out of the darkness into the marvelous light. That's our salvation. That's what he wants us to tell. That's our purpose in life. That's what makes us matter. It's Him, it's Him. It matters that this food was brought. Glory to God, that's gonna help so many people. It matters that that so many people are willing to serve in VBS. People we hadn't seen before. That's great, It, it matters. When you come serve and you stand in that blue shirt and you stand at these doors and you share the love of Christ, it matters, it matters when you're praying over those precious children back there in the back and when you share them the love of Christ, putting it in them at a young age and we pray to God that they don't stray. It matters. It matters when we get on those planes and you travel for 30 hours and God gets you tired and gets you about half grumpy where he can speak to you, where he can get you in a place where he can speak to you and you go with three, I mean 12, but you see three young Christians. I saw it on the Romanian trip. Their purpose, all they wanted to do was share the gospel of Jesus Christ to somebody. And it'd be coming down a mountain, and there's a man waving out there with the horses and the cows. I go up to him. I couldn't talk to him. He said something like, Can you cuss to And there. Um, so I said, Well, he wants me to pray for him. So I whooped up a gun. Woo! I had separated myself from the group. I wasn't following the rules. A couple days later, we come back by that same area. Here he comes. I said, we had an interpreter. I said, please, come, come go with me. Come go with me. I want to know what this guy wanted me to pray for him about. We go, and the whole crowd goes. And the guy said, I didn't want you to pray for me. I wanted to pray for you. He said at the Pentecostal part, he was a founding father of the Pentecostal church. He'd been there so many years. They got six members. He said, please keep sharing the gospel. Keep sharing the gospel. And I'm gonna share it with you this morning because somebody here needs to hear it. Due to our nature, due to the fall, due to what Satan enticed us into, we are full of sin. And it ain't just drinking. And it ain't alcohol and drugs. There's gonna be a lot of sober folks in hell too. Because that ain't what sends you to hell. It's not being saved. That's what it is. There's nothing we can do, y'all. There's no good in us. The Bible says that we're nothing but filthy rags. All our righteousness doesn't compare, does not even come close to what Jesus does. Jesus came to this earth. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the truth of the gospel. God loved us so much. Jesus went willfully through that cross. It's what had to be done. There had to be a sacrifice. The animal sacrifices of old just wouldn't do, just wouldn't do. People talk about the law and how we couldn't. That's right. That's what, it was showing us how, the law shows us how important it was to God for us to be as we needed to be. And the only way we can is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. So he hung on the cross for your sins, past, present, and future. You just ask that we receive him in our heart. Ask him to be the Lord and Savior of your life. That's the simple gospel. That's the simple gospel. He was put in a tomb. Three days later, he rose, defeated death. And the devil said, uh-oh. But he hadn't given up, and God's allowing the devil authority down here in this world Right now, but it's going to come a day when that ends. There is. But the only way for us to get there is through Jesus Christ. That's it. So I'm going to ask you we at Connection, we love you. Maybe some butterflies. We want to help you take that next step. We want to help you grow in that relationship. And all you got, just raise your hand if there's anybody in. And this is something we want to pray for you. And we want to welcome you. And we're going to celebrate. There's several things we do loud around here. We're going to preach loud if I'm up here. We're going to play our music loud. We are. We sing in the hymn. And we also going to celebrate loud when someone comes into the kingdom. So is there anybody, is there anybody that God is speaking to your heart? Anybody that wants that relationship and has asked Jesus for it? If you will, just raise your hand. Okay. One more thing. God wants us to be bold. He does. And I'm just gonna ask if there's any ladies felt like God really wanted me to speak to y'all this morning. If there's something you need prayer for, or if you just like to come forward, I'm gonna ask y'all in just a minute, just, just come up. The altar's here, you can pray alone. We got a prayer team that wants to pray with you. But I'd just like to pray over you. There's something in your life that, you know, you just want that lie to leave, because that's what it is, it's a lie. It is a lie. So if you will, just get up, come forward. We're gonna pray and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Jesus is king, amen. We wanna see deliverance. As you come and continue to come, and as you pray, I'm gonna pray. After I pray, the rest of us can be dismissed. But but you ladies that are here at the front, please stay. Pray. Let's let's take a moment and let's just let God speak to your heart. The truth of the princess of the King that you are, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you, God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the revelation of who you are, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we thank you for VBS. Dear Lord, we thank you for the strength. Over 275 got to hear your word. Dear Lord, we thank you for that. Dear Lord, I thank you for each and every one here today. Dear Lord, as these ladies come before you, God, and they just lay it out at the altar. Dear Lord, I just pray for peace over them. I pray for comfort. I pray right now that the devil be rebuked, dear Lord, in this lie, the lie that people have told, the lie that the devils told, the lie that this world told will be lifted off of them. And they know, Lord, that they are precious and that they are your daughters. Dear Lord, we as men, help us to be the godly men you want us to be in our families, dear Lord, at our workplace, everywhere we are. Dear Lord, let us grow in that relationship with you. Dear Lord, let us stay in tune to your word, the truth, what cuts through bone and marrow, dear Lord, and sheds truth in our life. We ask these things in your son's precious name. Amen.